Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, let's get this started right here. Gators Breakdown Plus. Everybody, thanks for hopping in. Holiday, short notice here. Little good, good little crowd. Thanks for uh, thanks for hopping in once again. I know short notice. Is, we usually do this on a Thursday evening lately, but uh, had the uh, little family night out. So, but thankfully able to come at you on this Friday. Hey, it timed out pretty good anyway. We have uh, we got a lot to talk about. Uh, of course. Couple of days after signing day, that's still kind of on the forefront of everybody's mind. But Jalen Kimber hit the transfer portal right before we go live here. Of course, uh, the hire of Chapman, at defensive lineman uh, coach there, replacing Sean Spencer. Jay Bateman going to Texas A&M. What's next for Florida at linebacker coach? And we can get into some more class of twenty twenty four talk. But uh, man, there's a lot to get into. Yeah, there definitely is. Where do you want to start? Let's let's start with Kimber, since that was the, as I said, first thing, or not first thing, the most recent, most recent news that we had. Sorry, I've been dealing with a little bit of sniffles. This cold weather is getting the best of me. Only got one thing to say about Kimber, Dave. <laughs> I think the mic got a little bit too loud there. It was probably a, a it, it, it kind of muted you there, but I think that was probably some excitement if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, I know most people are glad to see he's gone, but we need a we need a cornerback. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. Especially uh, with Moore not being healthy, I mean, he's, he hasn't been able to stay on the field. There you go. Unless these uh, unless these young guys are ready to step up, you know. He wasn't the best, but at least he was the body out there. Yeah, I, I think what we're probably going to see here, um, I'm a, I'm still assuming Jason Marshall comes back, uh, and that still leaves you with Marshall and Kimber. I thought Marshall was playing better toward the end of the year uh, than what he was playing. I mean, at times it was bad play by him and Kimber, um, and <laughs> that added to all the defensive woes Florida had. I did think Marshall got better uh, as the season went on. Um, and you know what? We'll see if any anything with all these coaching changes on the defensive side of the ball uh, changes, you know, his mind or whatever. I'm leaning toward him coming back from everything I can gather. Uh, but then, you know, that does put Kimber on the way out. Uh, and yeah, I think it's him and Moore if Moore can stay healthy. But we already know that's been an issue in, in two seasons now. So, you know, what goes on there? Uh, but uh, yeah, I think transfer portal is an option here. Uh, I think you can attack the transfer portal here for a cornerback, but also, uh, yeah, Jakeem Jackson, Dijon Johnson, of course, I think are two names that 
We didn't see a whole lot of this past year. But those are the two names I think if you start looking at guys who were part of this last recruiting class. But if 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 I'm Florida, I'm I'm looking for the transfer portal here to bring in another quarterback. But I mean Kimber was such a liability, guys, and we knew it then. Early part of the season, uh, you know, I, we didn't really get the full glimpse of it till the Kentucky game. Florida goes on the road to Lexington and just lays an egg. Uh, and a lot of that to do um, with not being able to stop Ray Davis, Jalen Kimber early on in that game, part of that. And then once we saw it in that game, and it seemed like, all right, there's a spotlight on him. I think the uh, opposing offenses certainly knew that they could attack Florida's defensive backs by, you know, going right at them. And Kimber was part of that. Just, Looking like he wanted no part of any physicality, wanting to bring down an opposing offensive player. Yeah, Dave, I had to step away for a second. Did you did you say that? Did you say that uh, Jaden Hill would be coming back? That was the name. Uh, that was the name I was about to bring up. You know, him being the nickel spot. I, we were talking outside corners here, but for Hill. I can't get a clear answer right now. And I, I and I've admittedly, I haven't dug deep. I know there's some talk of him leaving. I think if he's leaving and look, if, if NFL is the option, it's probably to like his draft stock's not probably going to be outstanding. I think we kind of know that, but also at the same time, how much can he raise it next year? I think maybe a little bit, but with as much injury as he has dealt with, is it best for him to go ahead and go take his shot, go ahead and take his chance um, while you know, maybe injury is not as much in question, especially since he just played, he's coming off of playing, you know, playing a full season, uh, but he's had some injury history. So, uh, I don't know if it's been decided, I don't know if there's some waffling, I don't know if it's been fully decided. Um, as, as we sit right here, you know, a few days before Christmas, uh, but I think the lately the talk that I've heard is probably leaving, uh, but I can't get a clear answer. I, I'm not gonna go one way or the other there. Who played the nickel more whenever he would come out? Was it Jackson or Denson? Uh, Denson, especially toward the end, yeah, especially toward the end of the season. And I like what I saw from Sharif Denson. Uh, right. So yeah, and I mean, the, Denson was yeah. So I mean, if if Hill does roll, I mean, man, you just talk about just a lack of body, still, man. I mean, you are like, I mean, you got five guys, maybe, and two of them are unproven. You know, redshirt freshmen. If Hill does leave and, uh, you know, Kimber leaving and just haven't recruited that position as far as very, very highly kept the numbers up. Yeah, I think, um, I mean, if we look at it now, I think we can go if Florida was to start, you know, spring camp today, knowing kind of what we know, is it, just say, just say Hill is gone. Is your defensive backfield for corners and nickel, is it Marshall, um, Marshall Moore and Denson? That's your that's your cornerbacks and nickel. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's you just gotta pray to God nobody gets hurt. Like yeah. every position. I mean, the the two freshmen, you kind of feel like if they were ready to make that next step, we would have seen them more on the field. Uh, during the season, because we we saw a lot of freshman play. I mean, I know uh, Jackson got out there some, um, and I think he, he can be good. Yeah, um, yeah, maybe, and maybe the new coach will kind of kind of bring that out. And yeah, you know, 
scheme fit and everything else, maybe it just works out better. I mean, because we need those freshmen. They were they were highly recruited. I mean, they were. They, we need them to to step up and play like the high four stars they were. But I mentioned, you know, spring practice was starting. Now, that that's not, of course, if yeah, like I said, now we don't know. Like I said, I think Florida probably yeah. should hit the portal here uh, and see if they can get another uh, corner here to throw into the mix. Um, we, I think you'd like to have an instant, I think you'd like to have an instant impact guy, but I don't know. I don't quite know if that's necessary. I mean, you bring in the best if you can. No, no doubt about it. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but um, you know, I when more there. Look, and I just talked about Jaden Hill and his injury history, but he just played a full season. Maybe, maybe more gets yep. that same. Uh, I don't know if luck is the right word, but maybe it is. But maybe he gets the same fortune of being able to play a full season healthy just like Hill's coming off of. There was an injury history. The question, can he stay healthy? Can he play a lot of games? He did. I thought I thought Hill showed improvement this past year. I think more is just for him, not necessarily showing improvement. Of course, everybody can improve, but it's just staying on the field, man. Yeah, I mean, I think Moore's probably our best corner if he stays healthy. You know, if he's, if he's 100% on the field. I mean, I kind of felt like he played better than Marshall last year. I like what you know when he came back um, from the from the injury uh, late in the season. I thought he he he, he, yeah. he chose some nice things. Yeah. And our our portal strategy, our previous portal strategy, doesn't doesn't you know doesn't make me think that we're going to go out and land some some big time you know starter. I, don't, I mean, I don't know. We, we, we'll have to see. Anything else? He'd be in the portal that we're seem to be flirting with. That guy from San Diego State. Yeah. He used to be. Yeah. 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 That guy. Ratcliffe. Yeah. Ratcliffe. There we go. Is it a safety or a cornerback? See, that's what I was trying to get at, too. Wasn't he more of a? Because I mean, like, is is Bridges gonna be like? And no disrespect to the guy, man. I mean, like, he came in, he tried, but like, is 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 a Tawaje or whatever Bridges? Is he gonna be like R.J. Moten? Is that the same? He's on the team. We see him early, and then, I mean, you know, he got um, pushed out at Oregon, or or do we think there's a higher upside? Not without you know cutting down either kid, but just yeah, from yeah. a outside standpoint, like. I mean, what what can that guy bring? I mean, is he going to help that room? I think like, I, th- I think it's a little bit different than Moten because he played corner the last couple of years at Oregon, and this is a from everything he is saying himself, and from everything I can gather from Florida side, he is he's he's going to go to safety. So it's a little different, like yeah. for for Michigan yeah. and Moten, oh, yeah. Michigan and Moten, we we could see uh, and look. I think he played worse at Florida than he ever did at Michigan. I don't think he showed this bad yeah. at Michigan. <laughs> so uh, that, that's kind of the weird part about it. I don't even think we thought what we were getting the base level of what he did at right. Michigan. That, that didn't translate whatsoever to Florida. Um, so I, I do think just the change in position, I, it, it's kind of hard to judge. Uh, I, I, yeah. I, I, I like what I saw. He, he, he's attacking. He's not afraid of contact. Um, so I think if he can shift that, and and transfer that to a safety mindset. Uh, I, I'm I'm hopeful there. The, the Didn't he play safety? What I like. Yeah. Didn't he play safety at first, and then I believe so. got moved over to cornerback. Yeah. 
in his better years were when he played safety, like his numbers over there. Uh, well, two years ago, now his his numbers weren't bad uh, at corner. That was his best year, and then okay. and then kind of I couldn't remember. I thought maybe there was a at one time he played safety and then got moved to corner. I couldn't remember. He started at a corner and then um, they moved him a little bit to play safety. And then last okay. year, uh, he actually did pretty decent at safety. Okay. Okay. Yeah, didn't he move around a little bit back. last year? He wasn't strictly corner. It wasn't strictly safety last year. Thanks, sir, you would be correct. I'll still talk about bridges. Yeah. Okay. Um, what I was, what I had heard was that there's some kind of coach, coaching change, and then they went to a different type of style, and he got overlooked and shuffle around and all that. So that's I mean, kind of what happened. That's what that's the way I took it. Yeah, and he did say the familiar system from landing to Armstrong hopefully you know should help the transition as well. Cool. Well to to me I, I feel like uh I mean I was thinking the same thing as that as the other guy that was that was commenting about about uh these like RJ Moten, but he seems a little faster and a little better tackler than Moten from yeah. just just some of the film I've been watching on him. I mean he seems like a better player than Moten. I mean I don't I don't know if he's gonna be all SEC, but maybe it at least give us some more snaps. Uh and I g I gotta give a shout out to Ocho. Uh he made sure that we were getting the pronunciation right. It is Triquez. It's like Jacquez, but Triquez. So <laughs> Uh, uh, I butchered it I, the I, very first time I tried like to say it. <laughs> I butchered it the first time I said it, and hey, mistake on me. Uh, I actually went and listened to an Oregon podcast, and they said it however I said it originally, and he didn't correct them, so I just assumed that, that was the right one. Uh, but shout out to Ocho for actually finding him saying it. And I was like, well, there we go. And then Oregon's uh, site also had a pronunciation, so that's probably where I should have went first. But um, there I go, get for overthinking it a bit. Do you, you see uh, the way his grandpa reacted? That that was good. That was fun. that was pretty funny. I, I love to see that the way. Uh, you know what? I missed that. And I, mean, I was so busy that day. I meant to go back and look. So explain that. I, I didn't see it. Well, he's basically was he was kind of like like joking around with his grandpa. It's like yeah, he's like I'm gonna go to Washington, and uh, and like uh, the grand the grandpa is you know is just like kind of like getting upset a little bit, and then he's like, well, where do you think I should go? He's like Florida. He's like. He's like, oh, we're going, we're going to Florida. Then the then the, uh, the grandpa starts running around the house like uh, gator chomping and everything. It was just it was just cool to see. Oh, I have to go back and watch. that's yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that was nice. I saw that. Well, definitely, I'll definitely go back and look that up. Uh, so I think with the departure of Kimber, it gets Florida to eighty five. Right now, and I look. I, I still expect more uh, guys uh, to to be a part of the trish, attrition of this class. So that's just uh, what Kim Kimber's going to. Yeah, yeah, that's what we. That's how this conversation started. Oh man, come on! What do you mean, oh man? Me. It's 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 not like it was a. Well, shoot! Uh, he was like the best of the worst. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know if I'd go that far either, but. <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't an overall net gain overall for him, so I think it makes sense. Right, right. I think his best year was the year he had a hurt hand. <laughs> and we had one hand out there. 
Oddly enough, probably so. And then also in hindsight, everybody, you know, if Georgia's like, bye, you know, then, you know, well, you know, there you go. Yeah, enough with the Georgia rejects. We're, um, we've had enough of those. Yeah, right. that's, that's, that is the thing about the transfer portal. Look, I think when the portal first opened, I think a lot of people thought it was going to be guys that just couldn't make it at other schools. Uh, and that probably was some of the case for Cox and for Kimber and, and guys like that that eventually come to Florida. But, I mean, we do see it now. That thought uh, has completely changed. Um, conjunction with NIL, the, the portal, it, it's not guys that just can't make it anywhere else now. We see it on our own team with Trevor Etienne hitting the portal. But, I mean, I don't think we should automatically dismiss guys from that still leave Georgia and now – of course, we can go with how much did they play? How much did they contribute? Were they big-time contributors? Like Dumas Johnson, he was a contributor for Georgia's defense. Now he's playing for Kentucky. Uh, Florida's got to play him again anyway. Uh, but, you know, I, I, we, I think now we've there's a lot of research being done. Like the guys Florida has brought in so far in this transfer portal, guys who have played a ton of snaps and I think trying to better their situation. I think we go back and look at some of those Georgia guys, and Georgia probably didn't want them. Uh, but a lot of these guys, um, I, get, I think we saw it last year when, when Moten in Michigan. I know we just kind of brought that up with Oregon and Bridges. You know, I guess that maybe could kind of be the worry there. But there's something you can point to. It's not just a guy who went to a school and sat on the bench for a couple of years and then decides to transfer. At least there is some production. Uh, and you hope that um, you know, Florida is able to, to, to unlock it here. But, yeah, originally transfer portal was certainly the worry. Well, those guys probably just couldn't make it at their other school, but now there's a lot of quality in the transfer portal. I mean, I mean, my thoughts are if, you know, if, if we're not going to, we're not going to get guys like, you know, Dumas Johnson or some of these other SEC players, like, like we're going to, we're going to have to take a big stab, you know, yeah. getting more guys like the, you know, the offensive tackle, you know, that we got from San Diego state, we're just going to have to load up on kids like that. If, if, if like we're not going to land like the big fish, we're just going to have to get it at the lower level as, as the bet, you know, before everybody else does. That's just got to be our strategy. Now, cool. one, one thing I'll bring what? up with one, one thing I'll bring up on that, guys, is now I hate the I hate the comparison. You guys know I hate the comparison, but FSU went and got a bunch of guys, and it's not like those guys were superstars on the teams that they left and came FSU, in. FSU uh, put their whole team in the portal too. Yeah, but you know, I'm just going here about, you know, where the, the conversation where I was headed. It's just, you see that they don't have to be the quote-unquote can't-miss guys. I mean, those are guys that you have to point to. I mean, we saw it. Arizona State's roster got, you know, gutted when Herm Edwards left, and you see guys like Wilson go to FSU and Pierce Hall come to Florida and Jane Daniels go to LSU. I mean, it's uh, – you can there's, – there's some quality there. There's some, there's some quality there. But um, you know, FSU is probably a good example of not necessarily getting the superstars out of the portal, but being able to get enough of those guys, fit them into their system, and it paying off. Yeah, but we slow play the portal, and yeah. all the good guys go go are gone. I mean, and then we're kind of left with with the four we got. And I'm not saying they won't be, I mean, good contributors. But if you go and look and throw all the names when the portal first opened, you know, all the names that have already gone on and come off. I mean, we're we didn't really land any any big fish, and then and it kind of feels like we we needed that turn this roster around, 
or feels like we do need it. I mean, we still have another portal, you know, coming, but, uh, I mean, if you look at 247's portal rankings, which I don't, I mean, you can, that's, I don't know how much water that holds or not, but, you know, it's, we're, we're 37th. So we got the 37th best portal class out there. That's, if, if, I'm, if I'm looking at that correctly, and I may not be, trust me, I mean. No, I, th- I think you're but, right if you look at it that way, yeah. So, so I, I mean, that's not really, that, to me, that doesn't seem like a. I think the easy, where you, where, I think as far as kind of like high school recruiting, I think top of the portal recruiting rankings, you can, that's probably easy to decipher. Um, probably once you start getting down that list, uh, it's probably hard to decipher what, who means yeah, more and, yeah. you know, positions and number comes into play. Yeah. Uh, I think a lot more than a, you know, a quote unquote high school recruiting class ranking. Yeah. I, I get that. I'm just, Oh no, it's it worth feels it up, like yeah. the, uh, yeah. It just feels like uh, we should have been more urgent. I got you. After the season ended, when the portal opened, yeah. like immediately. Hey guys, if you're not uh, contributing to the conversation right away, mute your mic. Uh, I think it's Tay. I hear some other conversation there. <laughs> my bad, my bad. Um, all right, coming to that point. Yeah. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was about to move on, but go ahead. Go ahead if you want to continue that one. So, with the losses of the Wallers, Ameris, Wardell, Mac, X, do we not have excess funds now that we can allocate to the portal? Um, I would assume. I don't know how fast that shifts and changes. I mean, you know, some of those guys were just within the last few days. Um, so I don't, I don't think it's just a matter of shifting right away. Um, I would, yeah, I would assume now you reassess, um, you know, after signing day and coming up with another transfer portal window. What is the, with this window, when, when's it in January 2nd? Is that, is that right? Maybe I'm wrong on that. No, I think that's right. Something like that. Anyway, um, so you know, you have that. Now, what happens in the next few days? A bunch of bowl games, all that stuff's left to be played. Uh, but then you got that spring window at the same time. So yeah, I think um, yeah, fun, <laughs> yeah. You you would assume uh, the 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 nil part of this and uh, the part that nobody necessarily wants to talk a whole lot of publicly about uh, comes into play here. I I got something to to ask you today, Vaughn. Concerning the the NIL dynamic a little bit, um, I think a lot of these kids. Matter of fact, I I don't really know it for sure, but it seemed like to me they they're leveraging when they when they're doing this early commitment stuff. They're leveraging other universities to go up higher, and then if UF uh, want them, then they'll go up some more. You you see what I mean? So is it the so what I'm asking is do you it, do you think that it's um that UF is not willing to play that kind of game and but the Hugh Freezes and the the other guys are willing to play it? I think it put, pretty much depends on who it is. Um, I think if you want to go that route, somebody like a Jeremiah Smith, uh, you know, from everything I could gather from the Florida side is. It's a blank check. <laughs> if you can get him, you get him. Uh, so I think it really is p- even position dependent. We've all talked about the storyline of running back for Florida and how they quote unquote won't overspend for a running back just because Billy Napier believes that 
and look in his offense, that position is very valuable. Now, overall, in the the, the sport of football, it's probably you know there's not a lot of value there. Uh, but at the same time, you're kind of given that is you know you can fit a lot of guys in, into a scheme there. Um, so I, I think it's it really is player dependent for Florida. A lot of time it's position dependent. You know maybe who you have are on the roster. Um, transfer portal probably comes into play there, but kind of going to your scenario. Yeah, that certainly happens of um, trying to, you know, f- let Florida do the legwork, do the groundwork. And then as we get closer to signing day, you know, you, you, you up the ante there and uh, see if, if, if they, if they'll match it or if they won't match it. But uh, we, we know that's what goes on uh, in, in, in that, but I do think kind of going to your scenario, it's more of uh, probably specific to a certain player. Okay, so so perhaps maybe the coaches felt like, hey, them guys what worth you know the back and forth, and just let them go, you know. So, because uh, you know what I'm saying, because if Auburn say say Auburn, you know, up and say, yeah, we'll do this, and then then we it come back to us, and then we're like, nah, that's all right, bro, we good, you know. So I can see this scenario you know, on a couple of guys. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, probably can start getting a whole lot of talk you don't want if you start diving into those weeds. So, Dave, I got a question. What's up? Um, it pains the NIL, but it's more so with uh, Napier and staff, and that being with what we pretty much have seen, you know, since Napier has come aboard, and then more so this year of the evaluations that have been pretty spot on um, with quite a few players that are not maybe attending a lot of camps um, like some others, uh, but they start coming on late in the system. Uh, how do you think that we approach going into next year with, you know, quite a few teams that are now looking at like, hey, Napier and, and co has a pretty good eye for, you know, talent acquisition and picking them up before they start to really take off. Oh, I think that's an angle for sure. Um, and don't, don't get me wrong. I mean, I, I, at the same time, Florida is evaluating a lot of these guys. Those other schools are too. Um, now maybe Florida does do something early on to at least a, but we've all heard how personable the staff is and how the relationship building part of it. And that probably impresses early on. Uh, as these guys are starting the recruiting process. So I, I think kind of pairing those two things, I think Florida does stand out uh, a good bit in recruits' minds. But as, as they start taking other visits, uh, and as you said, as time goes by and, you know, hey, these, these guys are interested in Florida, sure. Um, maybe it causes other teams, look, they might be interested in those prospects, but it causes them to dive in even more. Like what is, what, what, what possibly are, are these guys seeing? But, you know, it, it's, um, I, that's that's kind of thin ice. You know, I think that's given Florida. I don't want to admit. I don't necessarily want to say too much credit uh, here for that because I'm not trying to down what teams like Georgia and Alabama are, are, are doing at the at the same time. I mean, as good as Georgia has been recruiting, getting those four stars and five stars. Look at a lot of the three stars they're getting at other positions like wide receiver and Stetson Bennett at quarterback. I mean. Yeah, they get the four and five stars, and they're delivering a lot, a good bit for their teams too. But let's not forget, Georgia's getting the lower guys and developing those as well. And that was a big slam on Kirby early on, and 
Oh, it's the four and five stars and gets that. He doesn't develop. Well, I mean, they're doing they're doing a lot of the good development too of lower tier prospects. So um I can see the angle. Um, I know that's been joked about a bit, especially for like Florida and Miami last cycle, or maybe even Florida Auburn this cycle of hey, Florida, they'll do the legwork, they'll do the groundwork, and we'll just come in late and swoop in. Um, I think there's a sliver of truth on that, but I, yeah, there's all these other schools have evaluation st- uh, staff departments that do a lot of groundwork as well. Yeah, I agree. I think that's a little overblown. There, are, I mean, every school they have access to every player. We might, like you said, there, there may be a few that we hit on a little earlier and we start the relationship with a, a little earlier. But that's that's probably about it. And these other schools are looking at them too. And maybe they're going for bigger fish first. Yeah, exactly. Well, we don't. Well, we don't have the the leveraging. That's part of uh, it too. Yeah. That we don't have the leveraging that a Georgia has or Texas or USC. I mean, they have winning programs. You know, we haven't been a winning program in a little bit. So that's part of the conversation too. We're we're getting this thing started, and when NIL was kind of getting started with the same time as Napier and all that. I look, I was all aboard on the train of if you got to overpay, you overpay. I mean, you've got to dig out of the hole. Um, Found that time. Found out we were just digging the hole deeper in a lot of ways, but <laughs> it's, it was. I, and I thought they, I thought we would get the feeling they would do it more like that. You know what I mean? And hey, if you got the hey, like the WWE, you got to hold the rope sometime and pull the tights if you want to get ahead. <laughs> you know? Yep. So, um, All right, let's uh, no, this... go ahead, go ahead, and I'll try and wrap this this <laughs> angle up a bit. No, it's fine. Go ahead. I was going to say a snarky comment. Okay. <laughs> uh, let's get to the newest hire uh, there for the Gators. And that would be one Gerald Chapman defensive line coach uh, was announced right here on this Friday. And we no big surprise. And, hey, I'll go give myself a, a, a good bit of credit here. I think I had it first in the Discord before his name started popping up everywhere else. So uh, you, you, guys, you guys can back me up on that. But uh that was a uh, name told you guys to watch out for. And, and there it was. Uh, look, I always say watch out for because these things aren't until that announcement we got this morning. These things aren't 100 <laughs> percent. So uh, you That's guys, sure. you, you guys know how I uh, I will word the things now. So it's uh, at one time was looking like uh, Jess Simpson, of course, at Duke. But it looks like now well, not looks like it right now. It's official. Gerald Chapman. It's um, been announced, uh, of course, this Friday. Billy Napier says we are excited to welcome Jared and Lauren, Gerald and Lauren, along with Kinley, Amelia, Maya, Tyson to our Gators family. He would do a great job with our defensive line. Gerald has proven to be an effective teacher, motivator, mentor, and recruiter throughout his career. His experience in the SEC, NFL, and other levels of football will be beneficial. We are excited to get to work alongside Gerald as he starts his journey at UF. Uh, Chapman chimed in and said, my family and I are excited to join the University of Florida. I look forward to relentlessly working with Coach Napier, the staff, and players to uphold the standard of the historic Gators football program. I embrace the challenge. So Chapman joins the Gators after serving as Tulane's defensive line coach during the 2023 season. The Green Wave defense ranked eighth in the country in rush defense, 93 and a half yards a game, fourth in turnovers game, 25. 
22 in sacks with 34, and 25th in tackles for loss with 82. Guys, I just read off those stats where Florida struggled every sense of those stats this past season. <laughs> Rush defense, it was really good. Turnovers gained was really good. Sacks was really good. Tackles for loss, really good. So you hope uh, Chapman played a huge role uh, in a lot of those. Uh, Tulane's defensive line group has totaled 52 and a half tackles for loss, 27 sacks, 15 quarterback hurries, five forced fumbles, forced pass breakups this past season. Chapman guided Patrick Jenkins, who won, who was named the AAC Defensive Lineman and Interior Defensive Lineman of the Year. And Jenkins and fellow defensive lineman Darius Hodges were both named AAC first team. So I think we have to be a little careful there. I'm going to give him credit. He was there. Hopefully he helped develop you know, somewhat, but he's only, he was only there a year. So the recruiting part of this, you know, of course, he's not going to get a whole lot of credit there. Uh, but you do hope he unlocked something right away in these guys that helped them um, you know, this defensive line group, 52 and a half tackles for loss, 27 sacks, 15 quarterback hurries, five forced fumbles, forced pa- pass breakups. As I said, Patrick Jenkins, AAC defensive lineman, interior defensive lineman of the year. Um, you hope, you know, he played a huge, huge role uh, into that. Uh, before his return to Tulane, Chapman spent um, the spring portion as LSU's interim defensive line coach in 23 before being hired by the Green Wave in May. Um, uh, made his way back to the Southeastern Conference in 2021 as a defensive analyst at LSU. Uh, worked with NFL draft picks Neil Farrell and Andre Anthony. On that, I reached out to my good friend Blake Rafino, uh, and I, I, I shared this. Of course, uh, you know Blake and I do our Florida LSU preview together every year. Um, so very green to recruiting is what Blake said. But one of the best defensive line developers in the game. Um, LSU defensive line guys have said he's a tactician. Great developer, great hire by Billy Napier is what Blake had to say. Uh, I started digging around a little bit more as well, and there's a lot of people at LSU who did not want to see this guy go. They wanted to keep him in. They wanted to keep him in the program uh, in, in some way, but of course, it looks like he took that job at Tulane, kind of fast tracked to success, and now, now another young guy for Florida to to put on uh, the, the, this roster. You know, not a lot of big big experience. Uh, but going to Tulane uh, and bringing it. But he was with the Cincinnati Bengals in 19 and 20, uh, of course. So um, has that NFL experience that I just talked about uh, in Cincinnati. So and in Tennessee State as well. So kind of a quick history there, but um, some high praise for a little short window uh, there at Tulane, uh, kind of coming off of his days at LSU. What do, what do you what do you think of the hire, Dave? Do you, I mean, I, I mean, know, I, know I can't. He hasn't, right. I think kind of. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but kind of going where you're going. I, I can't. It, you know, positive, negative. I'll just I'll stay right here in the middle. Um, it's wait and see. It is wait and see, guys. We know we're not we're not. We, there's no need in trying to hide behind the fact this wasn't the top choice. We we all know it. Um, then no, then it doesn't mean it won't work out. Of course it could work out, but you know, that's not a slam at him either. That's not what I'm trying to do here. Uh, but we can be truthful. We can kind of approach this. This was not, it was not the first, first choice, uh, that, you know, that, um, when they were trying to make this higher after Sean Spencer was fired, uh, we've heard a lot of names going around, uh, the last couple of weeks, few weeks, a uh, couple of weeks, I guess. And of course, 
you know, this one, um, this one didn't come up right away. If it was going to be him right after the, the firing was made, he probably would have been hired a couple of weeks ago. Um, but that does not mean he can't not, he, he can't be a quality hire here. If you can somehow, um, now, probably part of this, I didn't have time to do it, and maybe somebody else has done it here. You know, what was Tulane doing on defensive line before him? That doesn't mean he doesn't get credit for whatever they were able to do this year. And those stats I just rattled off. Uh, you know, did he walk into a pretty good situation and upheld it? Did he turn it around right away? Uh, but all in all, I like the potential of the hire. Going and asking, a reason I went to Blake was Blake tells it like it is. Um, he publicly, you know, he said all the right things about this guy as a developer. So hopefully we see all those traits pay immediate dividends for Florida. What I was trying to go into, Dave, is uh, does it, it seems this this hire, uh, it seems really similar to like uh, the hire that Georgia Tech made. You know, I mean, uh, and, and some of the people in Discord have mentioned this, but the hire that that that. Georgia Tech made of Buster Faulkner. It, it seems this this hire right here that seems very similar. It just seems like a another up and coming guy. You know that that you know Florida's trying trying to get. You know, and even though they may have missed on a couple of guys, that he does he does seem like you know he's worked with quite a few guys that that you know that he thinks they think very highly of him. You know, as you you alluded to. Yeah, I was trying to. That, that's part of it too, you know the the up and coming part. Uh, you have Austin Armstrong, who was now you know an up and coming defensive coordinator. Um, now you've kind of done that, and I guess in some ways DB coach, but he did have the experience at Washington. Did Harris um, more so now with Chapman uh, at defensive line? Certainly not the experience of like a Sean Spencer when he came along, but didn't really you know pay off here. Uh, so. Just putting a just putting a lot of inexperienced, big time inexperience together on this defense, which makes you question who the linebacker coach is going to be. <laughs> Are we going to yeah, come um, with another young and up-and-comer? Yeah, um, I was well. I was just wanting to know it because it seemed like to me we have. A, a, an issue with like toughness does that run along the lines of the strength and conditioning or or is that a more of a mentality thing it's, i mean you can't really coach it yeah that's kind of where i go with it but but maybe you can if if somebody can instill it in you you know because i mean you know how they say players are a reflection of the coach yeah you know but when I look at Austin Armstrong, I don't really look at him and say he tough. But I don't, you know, you can't judge a book by his cover, you know. I mean, we see so, a lot of those videos Florida puts out, and you know, they're pregame in the locker room, and Armstrong seems to be that fiery guy. And we see him on the sidelines, that fiery guy. Um, I think there's something mm-hmm. there for him as far as that goes. But of course, you know, we didn't necessarily see it bleed over as the season went along. We thought we were getting it after that Tennessee game, <laughs> of course. And I think Florida looked a lot like what we thought Arsenal, Austin Armstrong looked, uh, but we didn't see that as the season went on. It's it, things like that are really tough. Now, what you can start asking, you can start asking around. And I do think around maybe the halfway point of the season, just a little past that. I know that kind of came up and we got some word that maybe the players weren't so big of a fans of, of, of hockey overall. 
Um, I think that even came out when the first started the first bit of workouts uh, were starting as well. Um, so, and we know changes will be made there uh, that for, for, for uh, the strength and conditioning at Florida hockey, no longer leading that. And we'll see, you know, we, we, we've heard some names uh, going along there, but that's just, it, it's so hard to measure. I mean, it, it's not like a, it's not like a not like a pure stat. On pure stat, you maybe can go by or like tackles for loss and mix miss tackles and and that. It's hard to it's hard to measure mentality of of, of somebody. It's um, I think I think it's a slippery slope uh, there. But I do think, like I said, start asking around maybe what some of the issues are uh, behind the scenes. There, it just seemed like the players weren't big fans of hockey. What well, about Dave? The fact that you know, I think when they when they look at players that they're recruiting, they should find Keanu Neal's major rights, Brandon Spikes, guys who are headhunters, guys who are aggressive, guys who look for to be physical, to be intimidating. I don't see that with this team. You know, I haven't seen it for a long time, and it makes me time. wonder what are they looking at. I mean, it's like the standard is there. This is what is necessary for them to look to have a national title contending team. And we don't have those anymore. I missed those safeties, those corners that would come up and tackle in the flat and give you minimal gains. That's what Georgia has. That's what we need. And it seems like we don't, we, we don't recruit those type of players. It's like, yeah, they could be five stars, but I mean, it's like, look at uh, Kamari Wilson. I don't care what stars you have, but if you don't show that physicality in your tape, why are you recruiting them? I mean, I think we have seen that Sharif Denson. I mean, I- I'll go to him locally because I saw him play in person. Um, there's a lot of highlights out there. You see, you see that in a guy like Sharif Denson. Uh, I saw it. I hope so. The guys like you know J- Jakeem Jackson, uh, Jaden Robinson, the linebacker that I, I, I'm going by guys I've seen a lot locally here. So I, of course I have to go and watch film on other guys, but guys like Jaden Robinson out of Columbia, that's not far from Jacksonville. I'm hearing from him in the area. Um, that's you know watch him play some. Yes, that's what you were getting in him. Miles Graham at linebacker. That's what you're getting in him uh, as well. So. You do see it uh, in a lot of these guys that um, Florida's recruiting, but now it's just, it's got to translate. It certainly, it, it does certainly have to translate. What Phil Smith? Yeah, that, Phil Smith. That, 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 that's one reason I hated losing him. That that is what yeah. I saw. Yeah, when I saw him exactly. on tape, that I saw a guy who is coming down, making tackles, making sure he gets into the, you know, get get, get hat on ball. Uh, and, and mm-hmm. get in on the action. That's one reason I was such a huge fan of him. Yeah, yeah, he was probably the biggest, biggest loss of a signing day. World. I mean, I guess it happened the day before signing day, but still, the whole the, the previous week, he yeah. was the, uh, the biggest hit. I mean, even on a lower tier, because um, I know we're all looking at you know the four stars and five stars, but guys, go look at Jack Pyburn's film. To, don't, to, to go tell me that guy doesn't want to go hit and go tackle and put a hat on the ball, show a lot of physicality. That's that's the mo of his game. Yeah, you know, so yeah, I, I just it, it, it's it, well, it's it's hard to measure. Um, a step up in competition, I'm sure, has a lot to do with it. Yeah. 
maybe it's a leadership thing because yeah. I to tell you the truth, who's the who's been our leader on defense the last two three years? Who? Okay, Ventro, I mean Ventro Miller. You know, before this past season, more like Ventro, and you know, since him, I we haven't seen you. You know, you're looking for it from uh, Amon Miel, and he's gone. You know, and you know these other ones, you can't get it out of them. So maybe guys like uh, L.J. McCray, maybe he could come in and be be something. You know, to spark something. And I don't, I don't think we should uh, overlook Shamar there. Oh well, yes, Jamar James. I for, I forgot about him because he got hurt. But yep, Cam Jackson. I mean, Cam Jackson yeah. up front. You know, there, there's some, there's some guys. He'll but be back. No, I see what you're saying there. I mean, who's those are those are leaders, of course. But who's the alpha? You know, who's the right? Those guys. They're not now. A lot of this has got to play into success, and it's a lot easy. It, it's easier. It's a lot easier to name somebody like Brandon Spikes and Tim Tebow. I mean, it honestly is. It's probably not fair to ask guys to be those guys. Uh, but I, in in some ways, that's what you're looking for. You're looking for guys that can hold other guys accountable. You know, like uh, you know, because I'm switching sports, but you know, uh, people only watch the the Chicago Bulls, those Bulls teams. But you know, Michael Jordan will knock your ass out <laughs> if you don't play hard. Okay, you're gonna play hard. I'm gonna punch you in your nose, Steve Kerr. You know, so. <laughs> so we need guys out there like that, that, hey, if you don't that damn play and follow me, I'm going to kick your butt, you know, so hold them accountable. So and I don't know if we have a whole lot of those kind of guys. I think so. Shamar, Shamar will be that guy. I mean, I think yeah. he was kind of that guy this year, but I mean, it was his first year as a full-time starter. So, I mean, I think next year you'll see that from him. I mean, he, he's kind of got that mentality, I believe. And guys, I do think sure. it, and not and, and not because he was on the podcast a couple of weeks ago and stuff. I, I think Graham Mertz has a lot of great leadership qualities, uh, I, just yeah. from from what we've seen. Now, like I said, yeah. he's not a Tim Tebow or anything like that. Not many people are. I know that's the that's the standard. That's the the alpha you're looking for. But um, like I said, there is some you know, there is some leadership on this team. There 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 is. It's just you know it, I think it's easy to overlook it when you got a five and seven record and and ask yourself how much does it mean. But th- there's there's some there. You know I'm gonna say this about I'm gonna say this about Graham Mertz, man. If we become good again, and he's that bridge guy, and we win a championship off of uh, DJ success or whatever, or how it goes, we need to give that man a ring. Okay. I'm glad you, okay, said, I'm, I'm, he, gl- I'm glad you said that. And I'm going to pull up, go, go ahead, but I'm going to pull up the quote Billy Napier said on that exact topic. So go, but go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. We need to give that man a ring because I'm so glad he came and he is as good as, I mean, I'm glad we were wrong about him. Okay. So <laughs> that's I mean, all he's, he's pretty much the chance. The only chance we got of being successful next year, I mean, I mean, our defense needs to pick it up. But if we want to, if Napier wants to keep his job, you know, we have, we're all thinking, you know, seven, eight, nine wins in that season next year, and he's going to be a big reason for those wins. Yeah, here's what Billy Napier said on that uh, on DJ Lagway and the bridge. You know, Graham Mertz being that bridge. He goes, yeah, I told DJ last week it's probably when we look back at DJ's career, we're going to say one of the more impactful decisions in his career was the fact that Graham Mertz made the decision to play an additional year of football. 
I think Graham's a professional. He certainly had a good year, but I think more importantly, DJ is going to get a chance to observe a guy who knows how to prepare, knows how to lead, understands the attention to detail, the discipline. What does that year-round process look like to be a college quarterback at this level? And DJ's transition would have been a lot more difficult if Graham Mertz wasn't here. DJ is the kind of guy that's going to come in and embrace that. I could say that Graham is the same type of leader. He's confident enough and selflessness enough. Those two guys are very much like-minded. They're going to hit the ground running here. It won't be long. I think we're going to look back and say, you know what? That was a huge decision relative to DJ's long-term career. I, I will say this about DJ. I was listening to the way he was, you know, he was talking in some, you know, some of the signing day stuff. And it's like, I'm not making a comparison with to him and Tebow, but it's just like the way he carries himself. Like just, he sounds very similar to Tebow. He just seems like, he seems like a family kid. Like he's, he's a lot about his family. His, his parents seem like good parents. I don't know him personally, but I just, just from watching stuff. And he just, he, he just seems like a good, good all around kid. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. And this, I don't know why it didn't pop in my head the other day, but it just popped in my head now. You said Tebow and all that kind of stuff. Let's go back to Swamp Kings and let's go back to the recruitment of Tim Tebow. Let's go back to Urban Meyer talking about 2005 and how he thought he might get fired pretty quick because it wasn't working. Uh, Now, don't get me wrong. Florida was nowhere near of a rut that they are in right now. But think of the way Tebow had to think about that as well. There was a big question coming in under Urban Meyer. The, the big question of if this offense would work in the SEC. I don't know if Urban Meyer fully knew it would without a player like Tim Tebow. And I don't know if Tim Tebow knew this offense would work like it did under Urban Meyer. I'm sure he had a ton of questions about the direction uh, a, a bit of you know, what, what, what does this offense like? How, how much do I really mean in an offense like this? Can If I'm going there, is this an offense that's going to showcase me the right way? I think there are some similarities in a belief in what the head coach is doing from the quarterback. It also helped that Tebow was coming in with the number one class in the nation. You read my mind. <laughs> I was going to go there next. Unfortunately, Lagway's top three class plummeted in the last month. So Yeah, Tebow was coming in with Percy um, Harvin and, I mean, no, you know. Brandon Spikes. Yeah, no shade to uh, yeah. offensive players. Uh, hey, I yeah. did put up a nice article on Gators Breakdown. I'm a huge fan of the backfield. DJ Lagway and these two running backs. Guys, I mean, it is stats galore. The stats are unreal when you look at you – know, I, I, I got it pulled up here because I just posted it not long before we went live. But well, one more time, Lagway in his career, 42 games, 8,392 yards, 100 touchdowns, rushed for 2,196 yards, 293 carries, 29 scores there. His senior season completed 290 passes for 4,604 yards and 58 touchdowns. That is insane, insane, insane stats. So then you go to the running backs. Kanan Daniels out of Mississippi was named Mississippi 5A Mr. Football. Um, 288 carries, 2,737 yards, 29 touchdowns his senior year. Um, In one game, 427 rushing yards, seven touchdowns. His career, 5,541 yards, 58 touchdowns, 9.9 yards a carry. 
And he had eight touchdowns as passing touchdowns as well because he you know, played quarterback in a run, 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 run heavy offense uh, there. But then Jaden Ball uh, out of Georgia, four star, of course, decommitted from Arkansas, Florida got him over Bama this past year, 1,583 yards. That's on 113 carries. Guys, that was 14 yards a carry, 19 touchdowns. Uh, and his senior season or his junior season, you saw you saw the potential. He had 15 carries for 306 yards. That was 20.4 yards a carry and three touchdowns. So this backfield, I mean, I, I, I felt so strong enough. I had to write an article about it on GatorsBreakdown.com. It is insane the stats these guys put up in the Florida backfield for this 2024 class. Yeah, I don't. I don't feel like. Excuse me. I don't feel like Caden Daniels is is through moving up. I think when he goes into his whichever All Star game he's playing in, you know, uh, I think he's they're going to move him up in the rankings even more after that. Like I'm, I'm very high on that kid. He's already a four star now. He was he started out three as a four now. So, um, that's ridiculous. Um. Uh, but shout out to our running backs coach, Luke. Is it that his name? Mm-hmm. My gosh, he's yeah. fabulous job. And look, fabulous. I, yeah, and I know, guys. Uh, we've we've discussed it. You know, not getting the top backs. Florida's had some. The state of Florida, the last couple of classes had has had what one of, if not the top backs in the country. Um, and Florida's been in it, but not in it <laughs> at the same time. Uh, you can read the tea leaves there. Um, but I, I don't. I'm not, I don't think it's necessary in this system. I mean, I think this system, Billy Napier's system, proves that. I mean, ETN was a three star. I mean, yeah. I mean, um, and you guys know Johnson a three star. Yeah, and quote I think, unquote. I think. Yeah, maybe quote unquote. Maybe you know, am I a stargazer at times? Yes, we we all should be. Um, and 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 seeing what it ultimately pays off. But that doesn't mean there's not good players elsewhere. That's not the number one player at a position and I'm, I'm I'm big fans of what this offense looks like at times in running the ball with these two running backs that they're bringing in. Yeah. I think that's the one position um, that you can kind of make an exception for with Billy Napier's offense, you know, the running back. Um, but like I said, we, we raved about Trevor Etienne. And yeah. we're really upset when he left. And um, he was a three star coming out of high school, wasn't he? Yep. I mean, yeah, I like Daniels. Daniels is going to be good. Everyone's forgetting and, about Big Cam Carroll coming back and Trey Wood. Uh, on Carroll, I'm not so sure about that. Um, there's some there's some talk about that injury being a little bit worse. Um, there might be some Ooh. potential nerve damage. Um, oh boy, and associated with that. So, Oof. hopefully, oh, man. hopefully, the news is better. But, um, you know, I'm not gonna hide behind the fact of what's out there. Uh, that's not 100% confirmed. So, let me say that as well. But I will say, you know, we, we discuss what we, what we, what, what's going on around there. So, hopefully, some news comes out about that soon. Um, uh, one way or the other. Hopefully, it's positive news for somebody like Cam Carroll. Uh, but I will, I, I will put that out there and, and hopefully. Hopefully it's hopefully it's not true, but uh, I know the talk is there of of that being the case. And that's why he added Jaden Barr.
Yeah, that sucks for him. So hopefully, oh, around the holidays might be kind of tough, but maybe I can start asking around there a bit too. Uh, all right, one more topic before we go, guys. And man, what a, what a, I mean, come on. Oh, do we have to? Never a dull moment. <laughs> Never a dull moment. I'll pop that up too. Here we go. Never a dull moment in Gator Nation. I'm, I'm making this video, of course, for, for, uh, it'll be a little Christmas treat for everybody else out there. Uh, that's not Gators Breakdown Plus members, but, um, Jay Bateman heading to Texas AM. Stings a bit. With the class he just brought in, you know, I know some people will say, and it's hard to disagree fully, not such a huge miss. What has these linebackers shown the last couple of years? I'll go there. I'll start there quickly. I thought he made an immediate dividends for a player like Amari Bernie. Amari Bernie had his best year as a Gator with Jay Bateman leading the coaching at the linebacker spot. Uh, Ventro Miller had to play a bit injured. I thought we saw some good things from Shamar James as a true freshman. Uh, he may just be that talented. That that can certainly be the case. Uh, I thought he was pretty playing pretty well this year until he had to play with injury and then ultimately got injured where he couldn't play. Uh, it was more for me with Jay Bateman. I wanted him. I wanted to see him with these guys that were just coming in, more the true linebackers. I think Florida with Scooby Williams out there, not a shot at Scooby. I thought he did some good things when Shamar James was out there with him. When he kind of had to be the guy at linebacker, it wasn't working out like it was when James was out there. I, but I, it was for me. It was I wanted to see Bateman with 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 Childs. I wanted to see Bateman with Graham because behind the scenes he has got a great reputation as a as a coach. Um, now his defenses at North Carolina, of course, were kind of putrid. Uh, we kind of heard earlier this year he may get another shot at being a defensive coordinator somewhere. That died down. Texas A&M makes a coaching change. Mike Elko, he hires him as a defensive uh, coordinator where he'll be reunited with, with uh, Sean Spencer. Uh, so two Gator coaches there on that, on, on that defense. Maybe they'll have the kind of same same uh, fortune. but Chemistry, yeah. Chemistry, yeah, but Elko, that's Elko's defense, of course. So probably not. But um, yeah. with, with Bateman, yeah, yeah, you can sell me. It was a little bit not what we wanted to see fully as far as coaching goes at linebacker. For me, it was more about the projection. I mean, if you're allowed to talk about it, Dave, what what, what exactly happened there? I mean, did he just get an offer from Texas A&M that he couldn't refuse? Because I feel like, I feel like Florida was taking care of him pretty well, and it's like I mean, it is a whole is, earnest. It is a promotion. Go, go ahead. It is a promotion. Yeah. He doesn't have a young DC telling him what to do. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> and and I, I mean I don't really understand what happened with the Ernest Graham thing. That really upset me because Ernest is one of my my favorite players of all time. It's like that really like I think that that really got a bunch of Gator fans upset. I really don't know if maybe maybe you know Jay didn't tell tell you know that Miles that he was leaving or or what really happened. I mean if you can't get in it that's fine, but I mean just as talking for all Gator fans that just upset us all. I would tell you what I. What I think I know about that situation, I don't. I think Billy Napier was blindsided by it. I don't think Billy Napier knew uh, until yesterday, until it was announced. From everything I can gather, that absolutely was the case. Um, going to Ernest's comments, it sounded to me like it was more than just that. That was that incident of Bateman leaving 
to me, sounded like the straw that broke the camel's back. My son was raised yeah. to understand the business as it exists, said Ernest Graham, but there never, but there was, let me start over. My son was raised to understand the business as it exists, but there has been new levels of disconnect with this program that I have never experienced and never was in all caps, no calls, no communication, and the driest experience imaginable. I'm just going to start there. That sounds to me like it was a lot more than just Jay Bateman leaving. This kind of seems like it was a series of events. This was the thing that set him off where he felt like he needed to go public with it on social media. Do I wish he would have? No. Did I share it? Did I give comments on it? Sure. I'm not going to dig my head into saying that like it's not out there, like, not, like, not like he didn't say it. I know some people want to say, why share something like that? It's only going to damage the program. Look, by the time I retweeted it, there was about 60 or 100 retweets already. You know, I, I, didn't, I, didn't break yeah. it. I didn't do anything else. Nobody else would have done either. Um, I think by the time I even retweeted it, there was even articles about it already. So whatever. Yeah, um, I mean, to me, it's a bad look. It is a bad look. Um, Hopefully it gets rectified. Um, you got a Gator legend there. You got a son here. I'm sure they want to be at Florida. I mean, he went to high school in Gainesville. I mean, this was the this was the move. This was meant to be. I don't think anything happens. I think great. I think I think it'll get hashed out. Of course, there are some things that have to get hashed out, but this did not seem to me like this was just about Bateman leaving and going to Texas A&M. I think it was part of it. Probably be a huge part of it. But this, I, this does not sound like the first incident. Say, hey, was Steve Spurrier Ernest's coach? Yep. Okay, might have to get Steve in on the thing. <laughs> uh, let me ask you this, Dave. I know you say, and everybody, I mean, you say that Billy Napier was caught off guard, but should he have been caught off guard? I mean, shouldn't he have been a little bit more aware of maybe one of his coaches was uh, looking to take another job, or was it really just they offered him that morning, say, Take it or leave it right now. I mean, with a situation like that, or, well, or maybe I, it's just I, I could see that. Um, I can't imagine it. Just, it yesterday was interview and hire. I'm sure Bateman, yeah, behind the scenes interviewed. Um, I can't imagine Florida coaches knowing. I, I I don't think Billy Napier knew about it. I, that's a good question of should he, should he have? But I don't know the secrecy of what A&M and, and Elko and Bateman were doing. So without knowing that, I can't say Billy Napier should have known. Um, ideally, ideally would have. I, no doubt about it. That would be the ideal situation. Uh, but as far as I know, he was told yesterday morning, and one of the very first things, even in his mind, was to talk to Childs, talk to Graham, make, you know, and, and get on the same page or whatever that page was. Uh, but... I, yeah, I, it, to me, it is hard to blame Billy Napier. It is, at the same time, just kind of one more thing to check off and just some things that just haven't gone right, whether it's his fault or not his fault. Uh, but that's just kind of the reality of the situation right now. Yeah, and it, it, it makes you kind of question the relationship between Bateman and Nate, Nate Napier. Yeah. And like I said, we don't know the details. It's all speculation. But for him to just up and leave without giving some kind of notice, like, hey, I've been offered to interview for the A&M job. You know, I just want to let you know that there's this possibility for not there not to be any prior, prior communication before it happened. It just kind of, I guess, leaves more questions than answers. And, and, well, and the way and, it and looks. Note, too, I'm sure the, the breaking news part of it came from the A&M side. I don't, Florida definitely wouldn't have wanted it out first like that. Yeah. 
Well, you know the way it looks is is that they try to get the boy in the in the house in house and then announce it after. That's what it looks like. Oh, it okay. de- that's definitely what it looks like. Yeah, it, yeah, it, it certainly looks like yeah. that. Yeah. So, hey, look, that, so that, that, that's and that happens a lot. Mm-hmm. So, so we'll see who the next hire is there uh, for for linebacker coach. Um, I know Bam Hardman's name, former Gator. His name has been brought up a whole lot. A lot of, and I'm telling you guys, look at the bio. A lot of success at Troy. That would be another Sunbelt hire <laughs> coming and <in>, coming <laughs> into the SEC. I, I get it from the guys at Louisiana coming with Napier, and now uh, you know, just made a, a hire from Tulane with with, with Chapman. Um, that should not stop you if you truly believe he's the guy. That should not stop you from making the hire. Uh, but also, I mean, another name that a lot of us want, and I would personally want too. I'd be happy with either one of them. Would be Jamar Chaney as well. Uh, but he, you know, him at Florida in an analyst role, getting a coaching role there at Western Kentucky this past year. Uh, and you know, would he come? Would he, would he come back uh, this soon? Uh, so it would be two. You know, two names. One you'd be bringing up from the Sun Belt with a lot of experience. Now, Hardman has a lot of experience, so it's not like he's inexperienced. He's just you know, big boy level experience. To somebody like Cheney, who just doesn't have a whole lot of experience in general, but we know is a great recruiter. I would, I would love to have him. Yeah, I would love the Bam Hardman hire. I'm trying just to piggyback off what what the other guy said. You guys have a yeah. Bam would be good preference. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, I think so too. Um, Troy's like an hour north of me. I mean, it's technically the closest college to me, so I've, I've watched them quite a few times. Their defense, I mean, it's always they're they're not bad. Yeah, yeah, always seems to be strong yeah, up front. They're good. Yep. Yeah, yeah I yeah, thought either um, one of those. I I thought Mike Peterson was the, you know, because he was a linebacker i thought he was the dang on coach but <laughs> well he he does that yeah. outside linebacker edge so this would be more of your yeah. you know, middle inside linebacker which i think inside. which uh-huh. i think he could he could do as well uh but i think you know probably be getting one more guy on staff here right and maybe that's why you bring in somebody like uh hardman where you know peterson has gotten some pretty good reviews very recently of recruiting well for Florida, being in a lot of these recruitments for this class. Um, maybe he helps out there, uh, but, you know, Cheney would bring, he would bring the recruiting background uh, more so. And, you know, we just kind of have to wait and see for the, the coaching and developing aspect of it. So a couple of ways to go there, different routes, I think as well. Um, I know our good buddy, Hal on, on Twitter, uh, Big Booster Hal. I mean, he's not lying when he goes out there and says NIL is the new recruiter. So maybe you don't need as strong as a recruiter as far as relationships go <laughs> in today's college football. So go out there and just get the best coach. Yeah, right. that's true. I mean, I mean, uh, we we've been talking about for a while getting getting more Gators on the staff too. So that, you know to go, you know, and I mean. The thing about it, you know, would go into your point, Dave, about the Sun Belt coaches. Uh, it's like it just seems like these Sun Belt coaches are having a harder time figuring it out because it took Eli Drinkwitz, you know, had three losing seasons. Yeah. And then he finally started figuring it out and he started making moves. It's, 
I mean, the the off season with with Napier seems similar to the way Eli's, you know, what you know, up up year went. You know, he started he's starting to you know notice the mistakes, but it may be too late for Napier. We'll find out this year, but I'm I'm hoping it's not. Yeah, these hires, you know, when we talk about hires, when we talk about portal, both kind of have to be in that immediate impact role. So maybe that affects the hire as well. Yeah, that's true. And you still got to wonder, you know, what coach you have to sell a coach to come back and yeah. it could possibly be a one-year gig. I mean, Bam Hardman's been at Troy for, for a long time. So asking him to, you know, he'd be taking the, it's probably eventually what he would, what he wants to do is make that next step up to the SEC. But um, you'd have to look at, is it a long-term gig? Yeah, for him, that's probably where the alma mater probably could be the tiebreaker. You know, if, yeah, if he's got, true. if it's a hard decision, say it was Auburn or say it was Ole Miss, all right, maybe I stick around another year if it was the same situation. But man, this is this is going home. You know, this is I'm from Jacksonville. I'm 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 back in my area. Yep, you probably probably it's, it's a lot nicer than Troy too. I'll, I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's uh, not much to Troy. Uh, <laughs> no, there's not. Uh, and and and, and kind of end all this. We, we look, no hiding. Cheney's interested. Um, so, you know, we'll see. We'll see what that means. Napier has a, a you know, familiarity with him as well. So, like I said, there's a there's a couple of ways looking at it. I think you could be happy with either hire. If it's if it's one of those two guys. Yeah, they're both right answers to me. I like them both. Yeah, I kind I kind of wish a uh, CI was not a high school coach with this success, but a college coach. I'm just saying, you know. <laughs> boy, goodness. <laughs> with, with 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 you bringing that up, I'm starting to wonder, you know, because all these all these people have him on their podcasts and stuff, and it's like he it seems like you know when his kids get out of high school, he said he's he's open to the idea of coming to Florida. It seems like, but I don't, I don't know if I'm reading that wrong, but that's just what it seems like. No, I think he would That'd be. be a big jump. Yeah, I had him on the podcast, shoot, two, three years ago. And he I mean, he told us he'd be interested uh, in if Florida ever had a position like that. Now, down the road, like you said, when his kids grow up and stuff, he probably would take any college job. No, not any, but of course, you know, if there's interest that interests him at the college level, it wouldn't have to be just Florida to make get him to make the jump. But he certainly has shown interest uh, that he would – he would like to go get to college. And I, I know, I know we'd all love to see him here too. Like, man, I'd, I, lo- I love, I love some CI. For sure. He's a stand up guy. Yes, he is. Yeah. If he uses, he used, he said he used what he learned from Meyer. So I'm just saying, you know, you know, well, one thing I like about him, I mean, he's having to do the the NIL basically in high school, <laughs> not NIL, but just like the not. I'm saying like more of like they have people like they have to recruit in high school. So I'm yeah. saying, he's, yeah, he's used he's used to that already, you know, and dealing with that in the high school and playing in a rural area like in Hawthorne, you know, he's used to all this this craziness. So I feel like he'd be ready for a job like Florida. Hey, oh, all right, guys, that would do it. A little over an hour here. Thanks for one last. I'm going to 
probably last chat of 2023. Not completely sure yet, but um, we might do one next week. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure yet. We'll see. Uh, but if if this is the last one, everybody, thank you so much for uh, a great 2023. Um, Gators Breakdown Plus taking off, um, launching the website this year as well. Uh, paid a lot of paid a lot of dividends. Did a lot of big things here in 2023, but a lot of it started with uh, you guys and these chats and the Discord and all that. And I can't thank you enough for uh, you know trusting me. And I know, I know, I know, money's not easy to come by for many out there, and, and the way the economy is and stuff. I don't want to get into all that, but I just think uh, I just thank you guys for, uh, for trusting me and, and being part of the, the Gators Breakdown Plus membership. Oh, yeah. You're welcome, Dave. I hope you and your family have a good Christmas and everybody gets all the presents they want and everything. Yeah, absolutely. Happy holidays, yeah, everybody Christmas. out there. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Go Gators. Go Gators. Go Gators. Merry Christmas. Go Gators. <laughs>